0: E.J. Cthulhu
1: And I'm Vera And I'm Kane.
2: let's go on a transgen Well hang on, this isn't a normal transgen episode I remembered it's not, this time no. I remembered a thing, which is the downfall of all mankind <laughs> It'd be so funny if, if we got
1: through the intro and Vera was like, so what the fuck are we talking about today? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was gonna do a bit where I was like, Hap- Merry Christmas, but I hate that happy chrysler i don't like christmas that's what this episode's about
0: nor do i
1: <laughs> yeah i don't like it either i don't even celebrate like i genuinely don't celebrate it we don't do gifts or
2: anything i guess nor do so- I. well i think there's an obvious reason for that one we had a whole two-hour episode about it
0: we, we did yeah yeah
2: this one's only gonna be one hour because i don't have as much content <laughs> All Just right. like. So, uh,
0: what are you going to tell us about?
2: I'm going to tell you about the war on Christmas. <laughs> All right. I mean, Yule, which is the war on Christmas that I am waging alone because nobody believes me, except for Fox News, and that is a worse curse than Apollo's gift of prophecy.
0: Wait did did you set their Christmas tree on fire?
2: We don't need Thank to discuss this. <laughs> <Thank Chris. laughs>
0: For legal
1: reasons, we are required to state Vera did not set the fucking Christmas tree on
2: fire. I did, however, light the Yule Goat on fire. <laughs> you didn't need to pause so long after I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how I talk. I did light the Christmas Yule Goat on fire in Sweden. Obviously, that it's was a, me. I manifested fire with my mind. That's a that's a Yulebach, right? Possibly. I'm going to preface all of this with um, I did no research. Uh, (laughs) I do Yule in a very specific way that is unique to me as far as I know. uh, Mm -hmm. Because I feel that every culture has, everyone has their own unique perception of how they celebrate the holidays. And like, I looked up some stuff when I first started celebrating Yule, but I haven't looked that closely. Because honestly, every time I look up new stuff about Norse paganism, it's just there's like weird Nazis in it, and it's very disappointing. Oh. Uh, I you don't know, mean I'm to. I'm
0: kind of surprised by that because I'm surprised Nazis are on board with the whole like Thor, you know, shape shifting into a female horse thing.
2: Oh, that was or, Loki. Wait, that
0: wasn't Thor, that was Loki. Yeah, sorry. Sorry.
2: But Thor does dress up in drag to get his hammer back. I can't believe. Well, doesn't Loki he get like
0: force femmed or something? Yeah, <laughs> I thought it wasn't his choice.
2: Yeah, Loki and Odin decide to force them, uh, force them Thor to get Freya and Mjolnir back, in because the Frost Giants kidnapped them. Wait, no. Hmm. Listen, all of all of Norse mythology is just spread by like oral tradition, and not a lot mm. of it was written down. So my brain. Every source is like slightly different and it's confusing. It's I'm not very like very familiar with the oral tradition. I am um... <laughs> I'm sorry,
1: one of us had to make the joke.
2: <laughs> but I'm here to answer questions you know, as horribly you know, most, as I can. You, know,
0: you can tell that most Jewish holidays also have an oral tradition because there's a lot of traditional foods associated with most of them.
2: <laughs>
1: like jelly donuts, for instance.
2: There is a traditional food associated with Yule. It's ham. Oh, I thought you were gonna say dick. <laughs> no. no, that's fri- that's Friday the thirteenth. That's when we all have wild orgies in celebration of huh. Freya. Huh. Friday the thirteenth used to be a whole thing about like fertility. And you can huh. tell who got mad about that and decided you can't do that. Christians, Cribbins, yes. The Crimins. <laughs> Those foul little bird people. What? Yeah, the bird people. Because the real war is
0: Christianity's war on cum.
2: <laughs> I didn't expect that.
1: <laughs> Sorry about <wow>, that one. Was... <laughs> You're not wrong. I just wasn't prepared.
2: <sighs> so oh. I'm here to answer questions. Uh, I didn't get any on Twitter because I have horrible interactions. My account is usually bl- shadow banned. <laughs> how 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 do you feel about Yule logs? They're weird, um, I looked up a little bit about it because I thought it was interesting that it was something that was stolen from Yule that carries over into Christmas and stuff, which is the other thing. A lot of Christmas stuff is just straight up lifted from Yule because they didn't have a winter holiday, which I thought was interesting, which um, is why it's
1: it's always been weird to me that they like it's the birth of Christ, and I'm like, wasn't that like midsummer?
2: Yeah, it was in September, because he's a Pisces. You're late a Jesus fish. Like, it's literally yeah. written in the Bible.
0: Wait, yes. I, thought the fish thing, I thought the fish thing was because he ate fish at his last Passover Seder.
2: It could be multiple things. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I'm very, like, ignorant of what Christians do in the shadows. <laughs> Listen. I don't know what they do I All I know is that Jesus was a Pisces I'm pretty sure Because he's not a Capricorn Because that's me A
1: Cap- Capricorn is the
0: As for that one? last Passover Seder uh, I'll, I'll talk right. more about that At the uh, Passover uh, special episode Because uh, there is uh, Because I've seen some uh, Unfortunate Christian takes On Passover
2: They don't know anything all they know
0: that's a separate issue sorry to sorry to sidetrack it's
1: okay Uh, okay so i in the interest of um uh act of actually doing the topic uh so what is what is yule what do you celebrate what is like well for you and like your awareness of
2: oral traditions and things what uh what Oh yeah. What is,
1: what is it? I
2: didn't yeah. even explain what yule is. Nope. I'm good at this. I dyed my hair, so my brain is all scrambled like eggs. There um,
1: are transphobes who insist that the hair dye that that many uh, uh people use including cis people apparently seeps into your brain, no, which is not it was, it was mostly just first. like the
2: bleach fumes. do
0: they say that. But still, I I and it's like, no, that's not how it works. You know what oh, does yeah. rot your brain, though? Being transphobic. Bigotry. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. That too. Anyway, and and Yule... I know this
0: to be true. Oh,
2: go on. Go on. No,
0: Because once people start posting transphobic stuff, that becomes like the one thing that consumes their lives.
2: And that's why we throw them onto the Yule fire. Metaphorically.
0: Okay, so does Yule have like an origin story? Like why you do it?
2: Um, As far as I know, I haven't been able to find it. I've looked a little bit, and it's just been kind of complicated because oral traditions. Um, I know that it originates from Saturnalia, which I don't know how that originates from. it. But it's like this cultural mutation of winter tradition. Um, it takes place traditionally from the 21st to the 1st. So, the very coldest and darkest and bitterest parts of the winter into the new year. And it's basically just like, you could look at really any winter holiday and look at how it's celebrated and get a pretty good idea of how Yule works. Because a lot of Yule traditions are not universal, but they're things that a lot of different cultural groups will do. Um, Obviously, there's gift giving, there's feasts... But, like, the specific things are basically look at Christmas and wonder, hey, I wonder if that was originally Christian or not. And that's all of Yule, basically. Like, no part of Christmas has not been stolen from Yule, and it's really upsetting and weird because now it's just a commercial thing.
1: So the trees is, is a Yule thing.
2: Yeah, you instead, but instead of, like, ornaments and stuff, you decorate it with, like, fruits and dried meats. Oh, that's so much more delicious than glass.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it, it, it's sorry. just a, a cheaper alternative, too. Yeah. yeah,
1: Preserved fruits and, and meats on a... If I walk into somebody's house and there's a
2: tree of meats and fruits, I'm gonna be like, fuck, I'm gonna stay here. This place is cool. Well, that's the other thing. It wasn't <laughs> chopped down trees, either. It was decorating a still-living tree. Instead of murdering a fucking tree, yeah. Yeah, because it was like... I, Not that I'm not that
1: I'm like gonna say it's unethical to cut down trees. I'm just saying it's not necessary.
2: (laughs) It's a chaotic holiday. Um, I can literally like just if you know anything about Christmas, just list it, and I can tell you whether or not it's stolen from Yule Uh, gingerbread people. Okay, that one's the liberals.
1: (laughs) No, no, I mean like seriously, like cookies in the shape of people—is that? Oh no, that one
2: isn't. That definitely is. That okay, you got me there.
1: I, I no, I, I genuinely
2: was just like, is that I, is it? I don't know. I want to. I, I genuinely don't think so because I don't think cookies were very common back then. Yeah, that makes sense. They probably, trust me, Vikings knew how to make cookies. It would be there would be a lot of shrooms in those cookies.
1: Oh, so many, I'm sure. Um, okay, the um, yule log—that's a
2: yule thing you said. Oh yeah, absolutely. That one was traditionally like a big, like a full tree trunk. Carved and laden with runes that would burn in the central log ha- longhouse, basically all winter.
1: So this was a, a ritual thing, providing like warmth and light for the community type deal, or
2: yeah, like the cool. whole point of Yule was like community and getting making sure everybody gets through the winter, basically, like that worst a, part of the winter. It's a noblest fuck reason to to have a holiday. Yeah, I wish more people would do that like that's where gift giving generally comes in it was like the equalization of resources to make sure that nobody was going hungry
1: hold the fuck on are you telling me yule is communist
2: absolutely oh, vikings cool. were communist capitalists that but uh, how do you so were I... they like
0: dangists then
2: i have no uh, idea i just said words i don't know out. what a dangist
1: is. <laughs> it's a funny word <laughs> Not a Dengus, a Deng-est, presumably D-E-N-G or that, that, something. It's,
0: it's an, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm being snide, but it, it's uh, the ideology of uh, Deng Xiaoping, uh, the Chinese uh, one of, who was uh, the leader of China and uh, uh, created a new policy by which uh, China had somewhat more uh, open markets.
2: Oh, okay. You know what's really funny? I, I'm just like looking stuff up as we're going to make sure I'm getting most of my information right. And every time I see a picture of Thor, Mjolnir is just like the size of a regular hammer. And it's really funny.
0: Well, I, uh, I love
1: the idea of imagining um, blonde boy McPretty Muscles
2: who plays Thor. Wasn't just he, a like... well, he a redhead? Well, traditionally, yeah. Like, oh, Thor, oh, Thor was a redhead, but Marvel made him blonde. Well, I, in uh, fairness, that's I think I think kind of sketch. Yeah. Well, I think Chris Hemsworth is just blonde,
1: though. I think that's just his hair color.
0: Well, yeah, but like hair dye exists.
1: True. That, okay. Yeah, and it's a movie. Fair play. You know what? You got me on that one. That's fair also, that's, that it, is kind of gross.
2: It was like Stanley who made Thor blonde because nobody knew anything about Vikings when Stanley was alive. Apparently, even though I, Leif Erikson was literally called Eric the Red. So
0: wasn't I, yeah. I mean the Red was his dad.
2: It was one of them. It was one of those guys. They're Please, like, it's been a long time
0: since I learned this.
2: <laughs> he see he, he
1: just steps up. Please just call me Eric. Eric the Red was my father.
2: <laughs> no, call me
1: Leif Ericsson. Yes, <laughs> call me Leif. Eric was you my know, father. You
0: know, to this day in Iceland, apparently most people don't have like uh familial last names uh because most people's last uh surname is just like their father's name plus son or daughter uh and and what that means is Hmm. that like even in very formal context people are addressed by their first names i like that that's nice
1: (laughs) i like to imagine a lot of formal contexts where for like to to this american sensibilities first name would be weird like you, the, you step up to the altar at the wedding and it's like greg sarah are you ready to be wed
2: something about that's weird i like first names better um uh, the other in, thing in,
0: in iceland it would be odd if people used their last names because it's like why are you calling these people what's just like their dad's name plus son or daughter I, also what that's... do you do if you're icelandic and non-binary that that's my question
2: child Child of ba- baby. <laughs> baby. You engage hello baby mode. I am Kane Gregg's baby.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, I think you would That's the I... worst. Thing I've ever My <laughs> dad's weird. name is not Gregg for the record. I think you Thor would just... Odin's baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ba- baby mode. <laughs> it sounds like Thor is a twink in leather pants and Odin's like Listen.
2: a different kind of daddy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna say yeah. I, hey
2: on a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, I think the real like the real answer if you're like non-binary and you had one of those uh patrilineal names would probably be child of so and so. It w- it would be a multi-word last name. Okay. Are candy canes from Yule? Did we steal those from Yule? No. Okay. That's just candy. It might be actually. I don't actually know.
0: Um, I don't know elves? Oh, elves?
2: yes. Except elves were very different in Norse tradition. We stole the elves. Oh my god. Elves were like Well, when you think of elves, you do the traditional like tall elf is like typically Tall elf. Like really tall. Like Lord yeah. of the Rings elves. That's more to oh. what like at least what I recall uh, Norse elves being like But dwarves were the real Interesting ones When you think yeah. of like a, a dwarf You think of like <laughs> Someone who's short Like a short like race of people
1: Right, uh, but I I assume They were also tall
2: dwarves uh, All dwarves were like Eight feet tall Fuck, I'm they really were, er, like, yeah. I'm Attracted to dwarves now <laughs> Well, they were made from the maggots that ate the war- the frost giant Ymir's corpse. Cool, well, I... that's delightful. I can tell you guys like the creation story in North are mythology. They... It's really weird. <laughs> that that are might they help still... clarify some things. Well, are they
0: still maggoty?
2: or do No, they, they're just they're... people. Okay, but they
1: originally were maggoty.
0: Yeah. But... Okay, so, In fairness, I think some of us had a maggoty phase, but we grew out
1: of
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <others> hey, <laughs> I,
2: don't, I don't know. I think it is it normal to have a maggoty fit? Fa- yeah, of course it is. Everyone has one. But I know I, I was mocking a certain discourse. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. The other thing about them is if they're exposed to direct sunlight, they turn to stone.
1: Is that why they live underground?
2: Yeah. That's I, cool. That's that's an interesting reason. I should probably tell the origin story of the crew. Yes, that That would
0: probably help clarify a lot of things. I'm going to mispronounce
2: a lot of words. uh, (laughs) I do not speak Norwegian. Um, And I'm going to, like, shorten it, because it's a weird story that is confusing even to me, and there's a lot of gaps. You're
1: you're paraphrasing, like somebody explaining the plot of Primer.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So... (laughs) In the beginning of existence, there were only three things. There was Musilheim, which is the realm of fire, Jotunheim, which is the realm of ice, and the Ginagunyap, which was the empty void in between the two. And it was just Can like you... a spatial void. Can you say that again? Ginagunyap? Okay, I just wanted to I hear the I don't think I pronounced about. it right, but because <laughs> again, I speak only English, and I'm bad at that. It's okay. I just wanted to make sure I heard it because it's it's a weird word. word. Yeah, it sounds like an Ungoy's name. It really does. So occasionally, like these two opposing forces would like Mm -hmm. drip into the void and Mm -hmm. collide and create steam because fire and ice are opposing forces. Oh, right. And occasionally, when that happened, uh, an entity would start to form in the void, and Mm -hmm. at some point, um a giant named Ymir, the frost giant, was created from these two chaotic forces colliding. Um, Ymir was completely alone in this big, vast, empty expanse of nothing until... Mm -hmm. I don't know how. This is the problem. Um, Since it's an oral tradition, a lot of information that was written down was written with the intention that the person who was reading it already knew a lot of context. Okay. And so because of that, like, there's not complete information. You're supposed mm-hmm. to so embellish So it's like that episode
0: the... about Darmok and Jalad?
2: Yes. What? Darmok and Jalad. And... Yeah. I don't remember that whole episode that... of Star Trek.
0: What? Oh, uh, there, Star- there's oh, well, an episode I... of Star Trek... Uh about like the, the alien species and it's like the weak and it's like the humans can understand their language but uh, it's all based in like cultural references they don't get it's like oh a, my
1: god they speak in memes <laughs> it's i a understand talking to
2: their children <laughs>
1: like i speak i speak in
2: memes too that's very relatable but yeah it, it's a lot like that where it's like we don't have all of the cultural information and in the complete story so a right. lot of it is just guessing because sure. the next thing that was written in my version of the Poetic Edda that I read, which is like the holy book, but it's literally just a collection of stories. Sure. Um, is that from the salts of the Ginagunyap, which I don't know why there's salts in the void, uh, mm. a cow was made.
0: <laughs> a, a cow. Uh, yeah. A
2: salty void cow. And that cow me. <laughs> nursed Ymir with its milk. Um, that's a very. Where, where did Ymir cow? come from? Uh, the, just like the fire and ice of the two realms colliding and making a steam.
0: Ah, oh, okay. So, and occasionally, salt cows apparently. Yeah.
1: So, so, so a salty cow was feeding a steamy boy. Yeah, a steamy uh. milk boy.
2: <laughs> um. So Ymir nourished itself off of the salts of the void that it was created from. And so it's, er, it's, wait, the uh, cow, which, not what's, Ymir. What's, oh. I I was going to say, like,
0: does Ymir use, like, it pronouns? Like, I'll respect that, but, like, I I didn't know. I think they they would use
2: they. They? Okay, sorry, I I shouldn't have. It's fine. Nobody really knows. We could ask Ymir when Midgard turns back into him, but we'll get to that. What? Don't worry, we're getting there. So, Ymir and the cow basically existed in the void alone for a while until Ymir finally went to sleep, and from the sweat of his armpits and crotch, uh, (laughs) frost giants were born.
1: Oh, okay. Just so we're all clear, the reason frost giants exist is because Ymir was a musky husky.
2: Yes, basically. Okay. (laughs) And at the same time, uh, as the cow licked away at the salt, Um, the first original god was made, whose name I forget. He, like, the cow carved a man out of salt by licking it real good.
0: (laughs) Wow, that's a skilled cow.
2: (laughs) It's a very talented
1: cow. I just want to say that I think it's interesting that this maybe loosely implies that Vikings were aware that, like, uh, animals get minerals by licking salt deposits.
0: Well, I think that, they that, must have
1: known because, that like, that's understandable. So. Well,
0: because, like, if you want to raise livestock, you gotta like know that and yeah. let them have access to salt.
1: Yeah, I just think that's really like that's a really very clear display of that. I think that's interesting, is all.
0: Yeah.
2: So the next thing that happens is that man takes a frost giant for a wife, and <laughs> he gives birth to three kids.
1: So sure. this 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 sweaty they and, and and their salty cow married a a crotch giant.
2: No, the the guy who came out of the salt married one of the children of Ymir.
1: Oh, the the salt sculpture by the cow became alive. Yes. So, so this, so this okay. is like
0: it, it, so this is like an Empreg story as well.
2: <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure so that many the frost AO3
0: tags here so salt
2: many. preg. I'm pretty sure the frost giant was considered female i think one of ice, them ice preg are they made out of meat or are they I ice don't, it's a good question it depends
1: okay, <laughs> okay i'm sorry please carry out well. so
2: uh he so the frost knight gives birth to three people who are gods are called i don't remember the norse word for it i think it's asar but um it was odin Vili and V, the three brothers and they grew up and they looked at Ymir and realized that Ymir was like really evil and cruel and was abusing Isn't all Ymir, of the frost
0: giants like their dad or their
2: grandfather
0: or grandfather, yeah, sorry.
2: Well, he's the grandfather of all existence. But he except, except for the fire and the ice place. True.
0: So what did he do that was so evil though or they was, sorry. They...
2: they were mistreating um the frost giants. Basically what it implies in the story is that he, they were like a cruel master. They were okay. a totalitarian government, I guess, or a tyrant.
1: Like a, an abusive douchebag dictator.
2: Yes. And right. the three gods decided that enough was enough and they were going to kill Ymir, who right. literally was all of existence at this point. So they...
0: That seems unwise. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a lot
2: you ever accidentally expunge yourself? <laughs> so the the three gods basically murder this g- mega giant. And the from the sea of blood that erupts from him, it drowns all of the frost giants except for their mom and dad. <laughs>
1: We're going to save the frost giants, stab, and then they all die.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I'm not sure... Wow if their goal was to do that or if that was a regrettable outcome because again there's a lot of context i'm missing right of
0: course so, yeah. uh, from like a comparative mythology perspective i'm noticing there's a little bit of similarity here between uh how Z- uh between how zeus kills cronus yeah uh, is, is there potentially a connection there i mean i know they're like thousands of years in distance apart but is there potentially a connection
2: I believe so, because from what I understand from Norse culture and Norse tradition is most, if not a lot of it, was absorbing and trading, like, culturally these, like, traditions with each other. Like, they were very open about absorbing new things and giving people things from their culture and sharing it. So it wasn't just, like... I'm going to take that, looks interesting. I'm going to take that. It was more of like a cultural exchange thing because I know oh, so Yule, it's very different
0: than what Christianity does, then
2: I- exactly. Yes, because they it was very much like Saturnalia has a lot of things that we can trace to Yule, and Saturnalia is way older than Yule, but it, it's one of those things where it's like you can see the line of thought where it came from basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, you I was, can. Yeah, see I was just wondering if that was these. like convergent evolution, or if there was like an actual connection there.
2: I would. I mean, from what I remember about um, doing research on flood myths, um, it fits into that n- cultural niche of storytelling of flood myths and also uh, patricide, god patricide. So, I guess
1: so. Flood myths
2: are like a th- like a big thing in religion. Um, they in are, a yeah. lot of, a lot of, almost all cultures have a flood myth, basically.
0: And it appears huh. like the oldest one we know, if I recall correctly, is from the Epic of Gilgamesh?
2: Yep, which was stolen verbatim and used as Noah's Ark. Wait,
0: so... If I recall why... correctly, uh, the, mm. the one of the theories about why there are so many flood myths has something to do with, like, flooding at the, lend- at the end of the last ice age and, like, uh, cultural memories of that.
1: Oh that could out. that make sense yeah i am uh, sorry uh, wow this is really diverting. Like, like I know More you're reiterated. the
0: anthropologist here, but I, I just remember hearing somewhere that like there might and again, this is speculative be some sort of connection between like flooding at the end of the last ice age and like people remember that and tell stories about it, and it gets kind of mythologized
2: yeah basically it's it's this like shared cultural memory, uh, and we talked about this a little bit when we were talking about like vampires and stuff. Where it's like there's something... You don't really forget a big event like that, and you keep telling that story over and over again to make it so that fit is, for so, your setting.
0: So that is where it comes from?
2: We're not sure about the origin yet. Um, because as far as like the Epic of Gilgamesh story goes, that's very particular to how the Tigris and Euphrates would flood every couple of hey, years.
1: Real quick, um, I want to say to you both my apologies. Due to life things, I've gotta go. But right. thank you for what you've told us. Okay, right.
0: uh, be safe, Kane.
2: Where were we? We were talking about flood myths.
0: We were, yeah. Um, so beyond, uh, so getting back to, so uh, getting back to uh the creation stories. So then, uh, so what happens after they kill uh, Umir? Um,
2: after they kill Umir and all of the frost giants die on accident because. This is just another example of how the gods are very human because they fuck up constantly, and I love that for them. Um, they decide that living in a void sucks, actually. So they go about carving up the corpse of Ymir into reality, basically. Um, mm. It's very symbolic of how like Vikings make use, tried to make use of every part of things that they killed except for people, hopefully,
0: most of the time. Well, wait, wouldn't it make more sense to make use of every part of a person you kill? Yeah, and I'm not, sh- I'm not saying
2: that it's not, but I don't think they would do that because they liked killing people a lot. They yeah, but fought If you're a going lot.
0: to like killing people, wouldn't it make <laughs> sense to like use the, the parts of your body that you can?
2: True. But they wouldn't have very many trading partners if you showed up in a suit made of Greg.
0: <laughs> so, so what you mean is they realized that being the uh, reverse was not the best uh, survival strategy.
2: Yeah, they didn't want people, they didn't want, like, the Firefly to come down, or Serenity. What was the name of the ship? It was the Firefly. Well, no. the
0: ship was called the Firefly, yes. Okay. Or no, it wasn't, yeah. it was called the Serenity. It, the class was the Firefly.
2: Wow, I haven't seen that movie in so, a while. Sorry, show in it's forever. it's been it's
0: been a long time. I got confused for a sec. Sorry. <laughs>
2: Me too. I did. Um but like they probably at some point maybe somebody thought about it. But I'm pretty sure they're mostly like no, nah, that's kind of weird. We, we shouldn't do that. They're not animals. They're people. But um, they didn't give that same courtesy to the giant they just murdered, uh, because they chopped him up and made all parts of his body into Midgard, which is the world we live in. So, like, his flesh became the soil, his blood became the water. Um, his I can't remember which it was. It was either the inside of his skull holds in the ceiling or his eyebrows. No, his eyebrows were the horizon, because they thought the Earth was flat.
0: Wait, what, what did they do with his dick?
2: That's a good question, and I actually or, or what, really... gen- or
0: what, what genitals does Emir have, actually? Well, I don't think he, they had any. So, so, they, so, so they had no genitals?
2: I don't think they did, because, like, the other frost giant just sort of formed out of their sweat. And, like, some of it came from the crotch, but... So, so they don't fuck? I mean, one of them did. Because they made Odin. And mm. Vili and V. These are the real questions. I need to ask my gods a couple questions.
0: Mm. Is, is that how uh, you get, like, answers on these things? Well,
2: they don't give me very direct or good answers most of the time because they're sick of my shit. 'Cause I use runestones for divination. And that's basically like directly bothering a god and be like, hey, I need advice. And sometimes they're very stubborn and like, what the fuck are you asking me advice for? It's funny. I love my gods. But um that's basically all of creation. Um at a random point during them making the world, Yggdrasil was born. And it isn't elaborated, but it was connected to nine or eight other worlds, making nine total. And all of those other worlds already had people in it, including gods. And it's confusing. It's not well detailed, like how um, the death of Kronos is, where it lists all of the gods that Kronos ate. It's just suddenly like, and then the gods were there. And I'm like, okay, but where did they come from? Who did that? Who who fucked? Who. There were like three people left. What happened? But considering how often, like, they're shapeshifters and gender changing in Norse mythology, Odin could have got down and nasty with his brothers. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I've noticed there's a lot of these, like, uh, a lot of these, like, god origin stories in mythology have, like, a lot of incest yeah and it's which I guess kind of situationally makes a little bit of sense, given that in a lot of the stories those are like the only people around or siblings, yeah, and I... uh, like how uh like if I recall correctly in the Greek one uh that like Zeus marries his sister
2: and that's very Greek, it's very Greek mythology, but i I don't know, like again i there was a really good graphic I remember seeing that was like. Uh, The Norse god family tree. And one of the gods, because we don't have any context for his existence, has the description of simultaneously being born by eight different mothers. Wow. And it's like, good for you, but I'm jealous that I wasn't involved. It... There's so little... I,
0: I totally... I, okay, so I totally am picturing this as that, like, some of those mothers were uh, cis and some were trans, and they just had, like, a giant orgy uh, where they, like, spit-roasted each other, and eventually this <laughs> guy came around somehow.
2: And nobody can argue that it wasn't that way, because nobody knows. Well, uh, is... Wait, so that's,
0: like, a valid interpretation?
2: Could be. Literally, like... Hemdal, it's Hemdal, which is weird because Hemdal is such an important figure because he controls the giant rainbow bridge that connects all the worlds. Hemdal just exists from one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different women, and nobody
0: knows how. And well, also... I got, okay, then I think we'll go to my interpretation of they had a giant orgy and somehow he happened.
2: Also, apparently, Odin had another brother, but I don't remember or that, his or name. That were, uh, or that all
0: eight of the women were, or that all eight of the women were trans, and they all had sex with like the same uh, other person, and so no one can figure out whose sperm it was.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that tracks. I have a really good um, graphic that an artist did a while ago that I want th- to look of the
0: of the Norse gods spit-roasting each other.
2: Of the results of it.
0: oh it's the family tree oh (laughs) i i Um, thought you meant it was like an image of like an orgy of the deities i wish that'd be cool
2: but it's just like because there's Mm -hmm.
0: does norse mythology have the same thing with like people being born out of like each other's heads or like being sewn up inside each other's thighs to gestate Well, like, in Greek mythology, I'm thinking, like, Athena was born out of Zeus's head, or Dionysus was, uh, you know, sewn up in Zeus's leg.
2: I don't think they have anything that specific, but they do just have people coming into existence. But if we want to talk about, like, weird births, there's literally just Loki, who gets down and nasty for
0: anything,
2: apparently.
0: Well, isn't isn't he the one who turned into a horse and then like had a had like an eight legged horse baby?
2: <laughs> yeah, literally on the family tree of the giants, there's Loki, and next to him is literally a horse. <laughs> this is a great god. Do you worship a horse? Uh, only uh, um, not that secular, only uh, sometimes do I worship a horse. But like Loki had a lot of monster children. And only sometimes did he birth them. Uh, He had Slinifir, which was the eight-legged horse where he was the mare who got impregnated by a horse. But I think him and his wife, whose name I cannot pronounce... Wait, that's an affair. I'm so confused.
0: The more I look at... (laughs) Yeah. So so does Norse mythology have, like, a thing where, like, gods fuck mortals and then have, like, demigods and stuff? Or, like, is that a thing?
2: I don't really think so. You don't really hear them interacting, at least in the Poetic Edda, you don't really see them interacting with people. You just see them sort of doing their own thing.
0: Is there, like, a cultural reason for that? Like, Like, the Norse were like, well, it sucks here, the gods must not be helping us out or something? It was more like the. because that all of the gods had
2: their own realms and stuff. Like, the gods live in Valhalla, which is one of the realms that people go to eventually. Is that Um, the one where
0: they just, like, fight each other to the death and then come back to life and then fight and, and feast and fight again?
2: Basically, yeah. Like, if you've ever played Skyrim, it's just that. It's like playing Skyrim on repeat, but good. That's what the afterlife holds for me. Um, but most of the stories I feel like take place before, like, men are really established in the world. Or they're in it and they're just sort of like the same p- thing as gods, but weaker. I don't... It's confusing. Every uh, That's Norse mythology. It's confusing. Oh, God. I'm just, like, looking at it, and it's very... Just trying to figure out the gods' family history must have been confusing as hell. Because so many of them don't have parents, and just exist. Also, the guy's name was Buri, who gave birth to all Odin and stuff. Which is a good
0: name. Um. So this is more of like a general Norse mythology question, because we've gotten kind of sidetracked here. But, so, what's the story with, like... So isn't there something in there that says, like, the end of the world uh, has already begun, and therefore, like... Uh, well, what's the story with that?
2: So, Ragnarok is the end of the world, and basically, the way it works is, it is supposedly triggered by um, Fenrir, the giant wolf that is also Loki's son, uh, because Loki is half frost giant and is destined to cause the end of the world. But when uh, Fenrir ba- breaks free of its bonds, which are made of impossibilities, uh, like the sound of a cat's footstep, the spit of a bird, the roots oh, of wait, a mountain... What?
0: Yeah. How do you a- make chains out of out of bird feet and out of the spit of birds and cat sounds. How do you do that? Dwarves. Okay. Um, That's
2: literally the explanation. Um, Originally, after Fenrir was born, it started terrorizing the world, basically. And we couldn't, nobody could figure out, like, a way to contain them. Um, So they started trying to test its strength and bind it with metal and iron and other sorts of magical metals. And when all of that failed, uh, they went to the dwarves because the dwarves make impossible dwarven magic, like, um, Thor's hammer and stuff and Odin's spear. And they said, we need something that can't break. So what they did was they found all of these contradictions and impossibilities and crafted it into a ribbon. Um, I don't remember the name of the ribbon because it's Norse and very difficult to pronounce. But they tested, they are like, hey, we're going to play a fun little game. We're going to tie you up in this ribbon. And like uh, Fenrir realized that there was something off. So they said, oh, I'll do it if you put, if somebody puts their hand in my mouth. Because, you know, wolves love it when you have their hand in their mouth. And once Fenrir realized that they weren't getting out, they bit off the hand of the god who had its hand at its mouth. But when Fenrir breaks free, we'll see it in the Aurora Borealis, which we've already seen, apparently. Uh, which signifies the end of the world. Uh, which Wait, is so a the big Aurora ca- Borealis
0: being a thing signifies that the world's ending?
2: No, seeing a wolf in the Aurora Borealis. And like so, a,
0: a... Uh, did, have people
2: seen that? Um, a, pe- a few people have said they have. Other people have said they've seen a dragon, which is a slightly different sign, I believe. So, like, how much
0: time do we have left, then, according to this?
2: As long as the gods are still fighting. <laughs> like, it's up to interpretation. Uh, my main, The main thing about Ragnarok is it's not seen as a bad thing. Um, The reality... So
0: so it's like how in uh, Hinduism, it's like how destruction is viewed as part of a cycle?
2: Yeah. Like, there's two sides to reality in the North view, which is chaos and order. And you can't have order without chaos, and you can't have chaos without order. And we've been living in the reality ruled by order for so long that eventually chaos is going to overtake it and go back. <laughs>
0: I feel like there's already quite a bit of chaos here
2: fair but not quite the chaos that they envisioned oh
0: dear so so uh so like when fenrir breaks free that then what happens like 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 uh do they go and destroy stuff
2: um it's the start of a lot of bad things fenrir breaks free and will eventually eat odin um Mm, that sounds bad that's pretty bad, because Odin is the All-Father. He created all things with his brother. With his brothers. Um, once that happens, it's just gonna be an endless war.
0: Um, there what's is the role of humans in this war? Or do humans have a role? They kind of do. Like, it depends. The way that it's been
2: interpreted by me is probably different than a lot of people. are, probably not correct, either. But from there's like three big things that happen Fenrir breaks free and eats Odin Thor gets eaten by the world serpent f- dying and fighting it um and then the undead which are called draugr will rise from the graves and take arms against the living and the gods so the the whole importance of like a warrior's funeral or a viking funeral where the body is burned specifically out of the fear that they would come back. They would take up arms against their families afterwards.
0: So so when's the part with like the the Naglfar? Um the Naglfar. The boat made out of nails?
2: I actually don't know that. That's crazy. What is that?
0: Uh I don't know that much about it, but I only know about it cuz it's the name of a of a metal band that I enjoy. Um but uh it's like a ship made out of the nails of the dead that sails during Ragnarok. I mainly know about this from uh, a bunch of songs by them and Amon Amarth, which was going to be my other question. Like, what do Norse pagans think of Amon Amarth? Like, they have lots of songs about, like, that religion, but as far as I know, the members of the band aren't actually practicing Norse pagan. Uh, They just used like, the, the stories in their songs and the aesthetic. Like, I've seen them live, and they, you know, have, like, a giant viking ship on stage and the lead singer walks around with a big hammer uh huh. while singing up uh, so I'm, I'm curious like do, do norse pagans view that as like appropriative do they like it i mean like as far it's as appro- i know the members of the bands themselves are not norse pagans as far as i know
2: as far as i'm concerned it's about as appropriative as like having thor in marvel is like, well, for me specifically, I've just accepted that people just assume that it's just fun mythology that anyone can use. And I've kind of made my peace with that, because whenever I see it, I can just be like, hey, I can tell you about that, because that's my thing. Um, So I don't have a problem with it, as long as it's not being used by white supremacists and stuff, obviously. Like, that's the caveat. Uh, as long as it's being used in a way that isn't just farcical or, like, hateful or, like, you know, just generally good faith.
0: But it's or okay if fun. people, like, write songs about it?
2: Yeah. Also, now that I'm reading about uh, the, Nar- the Nagrafal, um, it says it's the Nail Ship, but it's made of fingernails and toenails of the dead. Yeah? I didn't know that. I thought it was just made of, like, coffin nails or something. That's cool.
0: Oh, I- yeah, it's yeah, it's made out of the fingernails and toenails of the dead, which, to be honest, I don't really understand, because it seems like probably the worst possible material to make a boat out of. Yeah, Like, but think I about mean... what happens to your fingernails when they get wet.
2: I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but it- supposedly ferries all of the dead and the monsters to uh, Valhalla to wage war with the gods. Is fuck. So, that fits into the line a little bit. I guess the dead just collect toenails forever and then make a boat and they're like, alright, we're going. They might make it out of trash now, though. Probably be easier. But, um, the final thing that happens at the end of Ragnarok is, obviously everybody's dying and fighting, but, um, Yggdrasil, the world tree, will uh, finally die and crumble, separating all the worlds forever, uh, because the Nidhogg, which is another giant snake that gnaws at the roots of the tree of life, will finally cut through it and topple the entire thing. And so, then so we just, what happens? It, everything basically goes back to chaos and that beginning void of emptiness.
0: And then is that, like, the end, or is there, like, a new beginning that happens, or...?
2: Nobody really thought that far ahead, I'll be honest. It, they, the whole thing about Norse life was enjoying life, and living it, and celebrating it. Because when Ragnarok comes, it's the biggest fight of your life, and you need to be ready for it. And you're gonna but be... fighting if, fu-
0: if you're gonna lose anyway, why, why be ready for it?
2: I don't know. Uh, like, I'll be honest, my whole, like, interest and appeal in Norse mythology and practicing being a pagan was this idea of my struggles and my conflicts in life were not just for nothing. They were this thing that, hmm. let me, give me a second. I need to take a sip of coffee and think how to formu- formulate my words properly. Okay, My whole like connection with it is basically like, the idea that all of the reasons I have been suffering and like going through hardships and having to fight aren't for no reason at all. They're not because they want me to fe- like test myself or prove that I'm worthy or anything, because that would be fucked up, and nobody wants to suffer for en- no reason. But the idea that because I've gone through all of these difficult things in my life, I'm going to be rewarded for not giving up. That's why I'm in it. And that's like the whole like, thought process of being a Viking. Not just the fighting or the drinking or all of that stuff, but the idea that the suffering isn't for... Mm. I'm bad at words. I don't know if anything I've said made any sense.
0: Yeah, that that makes sense. It seems like a fairly common thing in religions for people to, you know, uh, want to view that, like, the things they've suffered for are for something.
2: Yeah, and, like, it probably doesn't make... I haven't made the best sense out of everything. Because, I'll be honest, my brain's a little fried. Because I'm just excited. I dyed my hair, and it's all green and stuff, and I didn't get much sleep, and it's almost Yule. Yule's in two days, three days. Is
0: green, like, a color associated with Yule?
2: No, I just like it. (laughs) I mean, it technically is because of the pine trees, because I remember I made that Yule pagan flag, or that pagan lesbian flag for Yule. (laughs) like, a while ago when you made the Hanukkah lesbian flag.
0: The Hanukkah uh, lesbian flag was interesting because I didn't actually use the traditional Hanukkah colors for it, which are blue and white, mm-hmm. uh, because I felt like that wasn't enough colors, really, because white would be hard to do a gradient with. So I used, like, orangish-yellow uh, which uh, to make the gradient, which was because of the flames of the candles. Yeah. We I mean, had and... blue on the bottom and then had, like, the orange on top for candle flames.
2: Yeah, and, like, I tried to do something similar, but, like, I looked up Yule colors, and they were all very, like, oddly specific things. Like, the green for trees, the red for meat, the yellow for gold, and I was like, this doesn't sound right. And that's, like, not to be that person, but that's the whole thing. Like, all of Norse, like, all pagans are trying to figure out how to, like, celebrate their own way and do it right. And we constantly fight and argue about who's doing it right, when we really should just be celebrating our differences and our similarities instead of fighting all the time.
0: So, uh, how do, like, different kinds of pagans get along? Like, uh, like, how do, like, Norse pagans view, say, like, Celtic pagans or, um, or Greek, uh, polytheists, uh, like, do they, do they get along? Do they see each other as, like, heretics?
2: I wouldn't say any of us. Like, any good pagan wouldn't view someone who's different as a heretic, because the word pagan itself is a term that was applied to us from Christians, obviously, for being different. And like, you mean we... like a
0: non-Abrahamic religion?
2: Yeah. Like, a pagan is basically literally anybody who doesn't worship Christ, was the way I have Wait, so being. like, are
0: Jews and Muslims pagans, then?
2: Theoretically, yeah. Like it's just it's a word that like priests and monks would have used to describe people who are different from them. Like if it was a bigger recognized religion like Muslims or uh or the Judaism, they probably would have called them that. But for like smaller practices, not to say that being a Norse pagan is small, but they would have called them pagans for having po- any any polytheistic religion basically.
0: So like how many Norse pagans are there today?
2: Honestly, I don't really know. Um I could probably look it up, but like it's something that I you don't encounter very often because obviously there's a lot of um issue with it. Uh not to say that being a Norse pagan is bad because I am one, but You
0: mean, like, the sense that we live in, like, a world that's kind of unfriendly to minority religions?
2: Less that, and more a lot. And this is gonna get real sad. Um, A lot of our culture... And symbols and practices have been co-opted and stolen by white supremacists yeah. and Nazis.
0: Yeah, because I was gonna say, like, didn't the original Nazis like have this whole thing about like uh, you know, the Norse being like the highest Aryans or something and using yeah. like their runes and stuff?
2: Yeah, like there's a lot of symbols and runes that I refuse to touch or look at or draw simply because I don't want to be interpreted that way by an outsider or by an insider who knows what those runes represent from like an outside perspective. Like, um, like last week when we were getting a Christmas tree for my family, we were driving down to like Lowe's or something. And like, I saw a truck that had a bunch of Norse symbols on it. And I was like, you'd think seeing that would be like, Oh, cool. Awesome. There's someone like me. Instead, it was just, like, this bolt of fear I'm like, oh, no. There's, like, a 98% chance that that guy's, like, either a Klansman or a Nazi. And it's all about context and figuring out what runes he's using and what context, and it's just very... There's a lot of stuff that we're never going to reclaim, basically. Because it's so integrated into, like nazi culture at this
0: point i'm sorry about that uh it's okay one other so one other thing that relates to that a bit is uh So if I recall correctly, uh, there's also this kind of myth promoted by white supremacists that like the Vikings lived in some sort of like racially pure time (laughs) slash place and didn't have contact with like (laughs) all sorts (laughs) of other groups. And I assume that's all false. Oh yeah, no.
2: Viking longships were specifically made so they could go through some of the shallowest rivers in the world. And you can find Vikings interacting in the Middle East with people. These were people who, like, like I said earlier, they would, like, exchange cultural things with other groups. These people were very aware of everybody else around them. And a lot of times were very intimate with other people. Well,
0: isn't there, like, the fact that, like, most of, like, the British Isles they, like, repeatedly, like, interbred with and conquered repeatedly?
2: yeah like they would there's the whole thing where like people are like oh the vikings raped and pillaged their way through europe and like there's probably a few who did that but most of the things that they did were trade like vikings were merchants most of the time
0: like as far as like central asia
2: yeah and all the way to north america
0: like if i recall correctly isn't there like evidence of vikings in like uzbekistan
2: yep Like, they've gone really far out just for trade deals.
0: As for the the North American aspect, so I'm aware that, like, some did make it, but, like, do we know why they, they, like, didn't establish, like, permanent settlement there? Like, why it, it didn't do that?
2: So, like, by the time that they had made it to North America, it was, they were basically business people. Like, they were looking for trade deals. And when you go all the way to North America for a trade deal for a, interacting with native americans who don't really have the same culture of like and concept of money as the vikings did it was just sort of like oh this isn't going to be profitable
0: so they so it wasn't like that they you know fought and died Uh, no it's just that, that they realized it wasn't worth their time to trade
2: yeah like they had interesting stuff for sure like there were different animals and different meats and foods but it was more like we kind of have similar things everywhere else and going halfway across the world for a trade deal for people who don't have gold or like unique things to them was like, no, it's probably not worth it. Let's just go back. And then they just kind of disappeared. Like they're from the sites I've seen in North America. It doesn't look like there was conflict for at least I could be wrong i could be very wrong and like if that happens correct me anybody but um it coincides like their disappearance there kind of coincides with their disappearance in greenland i think
0: so did they at any point intermarry uh, or uh, in some way with the uh, indigenous people of north america I don't
2: think so. Um,
0: So, like, would there today be any indigenous tribes that have, like, some fraction of Viking ancestry? Probably not, because
2: from what I'm aware of, there was only a single, like, landing site and longhouse. Hmm. And at that point, there probably wasn't enough people moving from Newfoundland, from Greenland at the time, because it was a very small colony there to begin with.
0: And, Uh, uh... Mm-hmm. Oh, never mind sorry what were you saying
2: i don't remember
0: <laughs> oh okay so uh one other question just cuz this is kind of something i was thinking about is you mentioned that they kind of went everywhere uh to trade uh do we know now this would have been after uh jews had already gone into diaspora and spread out across like europe and asia uh but do we know if there were any like notable interactions between like vikings and jews
2: not that i'm super aware of because as I don't really keep um I might be an archaeologist and a cultural anthropologist, but I'm not really keen on history, if that makes any sense, like specific histories. I know general histories, but not like super key specifics. Um, so I don't know, but I do know that they had done many trades in like all over Europe and in parts of the Middle East down to the moors and stuff. So, possibly? I don't know, though. Because the problem is... Um, the Norsemen, which just means northerners, is there are two like responses to seeing a boat ominously sail up a very shallow river towards you, filled with these big, burly, bearded people with armor and axes. The first one is typically oh god they're going to kill us all we have to fight back and the second one is just smile and wave and hope they don't kill us Uh,
0: the now i'd imagine it's actually probably hard to know about their dealings with jewish people because by that point jewish people would have kind of spread out across the world uh yeah because that would be like during the the diaspora yeah so i i don't so it might be kind of hard to record their specific interactions, uh, as opposed to like surrounding peoples. Uh, yeah. But one, one other thing is, uh, uh, did the Vikings? So you mentioned that uh, it meant Northerners. So were the Vikings of like a, a specific ethnic group, or did they kind of, or was it sort of like an umbrella term for like a bunch of different groups? <laughs>
2: um originally it was called the they were called the Norse because they descended upon Rome and Germany from, the, from north. the north but being a viking is less of being like an ethnic group and more of like a cultural group cuz like i said they would just go around to different places and do kind of whatever like they were very it, they had sedentary settlements all over they would just be like oh let's go here let's go over there but it was more like, "Hey, do you want to work with us?" That makes you a Viking now. Congratulations.
0: So they, so they did accept like sort of converts uh, from other groups.
2: Yeah, like they wouldn't. I wouldn't even far go as far to say as you had to be a Norse pagan to be a Viking. You just had to be like part of the family at that point, you know.
0: It's and you like, just had it, to like work with them.
2: Yeah. So it's a, a job gr- title. Kind of. I would call it a job title. It's the best job.
0: So it's says, like, on your resume, you just, like, open up your resume and it says, like, Viking.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, there's probably a lot I'm getting wrong, because, again, this is me we're talking about. <laughs> I don't know everything, and what I do know is usually mishmashed in my brain from 18 different books.
0: So what, what caused the end of the Vikings?
2: Basically, Christianity, I would argue. Um, Yule, as we were, the original episode was about, um, I mentioned earlier that a lot of what we see in Yule was is in Christmas, and that's intentional. Um, because Christians wanted to find a way to convert these dirty heathens into their good, shiny religion. So what they would do is take major things that pagans and Celts and all sorts of different like uh, pagan groups would do during the winter and integrate it into their practices to make it more like familiar. So like singing carols, um, giving gifts, the Christmas tree, the Yule log. um, Even Santa Claus are all of these things that they just picked out of different groups and put in theirs to be like look we have the same things we're so similar and like i've experienced this in real time um a couple years ago when i lived in arizona i had uh mormons come to my door and i'm not a big fan of them in any capacity but I was just standing out there watering my catnip plants and they were like, hey, do you have a minute to talk? I'm like, not really. I'm a Norse pagan and I really don't believe what you believe. They're like, oh, but we have so much in common. And I was like, you know, why do you really want to know why we have so much in common? (laughs) Hmm. And they did not like my answer. And then they kept walking
0: to give like a cross-cultural parallel that's literally why the word judeo-christian exists it was made up by missionaries to imply more similarity between judaism and christianity and try to convert jews during the uh, 1900s and or uh, 1800s sorry uh and uh is it's predatory uh, currently used today for a to kind of imply well the same thing uh also to push like Christian conservative policies without admitting that they're Christian by, like, yeah. trying to implicate Jews as well. It's um, like,
2: there's no, there's nothing Jewish about this it, policy, it, it, sir. It's why, I,
0: it's, it's why I absolutely hate the word, the, like, phrase Judeo-Christian because that's why, it literally exists for that purpose. Yeah. And it's used for that purpose and for uh, other harmful things today. Exactly. But, and, and I know that, like, a lot of people maybe have heard it and don't realize it's harmful. So, like... I don't like immediately judge like if I know someone who isn't a Christian conservative but who uses it. <clears> yeah. It's just like be I, a I might but I, I gotta admit it does make me very skeptical when I hear it because of the history and usage of that word.
2: Exactly. It's it's one of those things where people need maybe people aren't aware, but I think now a lot you of people are.
0: aren't because it's just used way too much.
2: Yeah. And it's like all of the stuff I was talking about with Yule, people are I've told people this. They're like, "No, that's not true." I'm like, "Why would I lie about this? What am I gaining?" Oh, the war on Christmas, I guess. I'm gaining ground, but.
0: So speaking of which, uh, my display name after Hanukkah ended, I changed it to reflect that, and I I, I got this kind of hilarious response the other day, uh, when like yeah, a bunch of so. turfs found my tweet about uh, about J.K. Rowling, uh, in her defense of Trump, uh they they all got mad at me for that uh but yeah, that was, uh and i, I muted the thread because most of them weren't making it through my quality filter so i was just seeing like random responses to them from non-terfs uh mm-hmm. but i remember one in particular uh when i pointed out that his username was vert was something like virtue signal man uh, which <laughs> oh, yeah, i thought was guy. like kind of a which I thought was like kind of an apt username because that literally is an act of virtue signaling, getting upset mm-hmm. about the idea of virtue signaling. Um, but it, it's like...
2: Uh, yeah, he made fun of your username.
0: And then he said like, your username is a mismatch of terrible concepts. And I'm like, my username is a joke about anal sex, okay?
2: <laughs> which I always say most Norse people are very familiar with.
0: There's like a big Norse pagan thing about anal sex?
2: Oh, getting pegged.
0: that That's a Norse pagan thing? Oh, I, I get it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's literally my whole religion, pagan.
0: <laughs> this, this seems like a good religion, I, I'm going to be honest here. I,
2: I'm not going to convert you or anything, but you are welcome to enjoy it. <laughs>
0: some uh, well, of my a many, uh, events around that um friday the 13th reminds me earlier uh i forgot to say this but i think i'd have to say it before we end the episode uh vera can i taste your yule log <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't get a chance to say this earlier but it was like uh, something i was thinking about the whole time
2: yeah absolutely <laughs> although it's usually made of wood Oh, I forgot to mention. I don't remember if I mentioned it earlier, but I probably did. The goat. The goat is on fire. Oh, uh, what goat? There in Scandinavian countries, there's this tradition called uh, Yuleblach, which is a giant Yule goat made of straw. Sweden has one every single year. And for the last five years, or previously, it's been burned down every single time. Uh, Except for the last five years where it hasn't been burned. But tonight was a magic, last night was a magical night because the goat caught on fire finally and everything is right in the world again.
0: Wait, so does this mean the pandemic's going to end?
2: Well, think of it this way five years ago when it first was not burned, that was when Trump was in office.
0: Nature is healing.
2: Nature is healing. The goat is on fire fire, and it burned to the ground, and I'm happy about it. They even have a Twitter for the Yalvlachen. Uh, Though they haven't reported on it yet, but I saw, I know it's on fire. I know it burned. I'm excited. That means everything good is going to happen because hmm, we sacrificed uh, well, the, the giant well, straw. that's gum. good.
0: Um. Uh. So. Uh. Yeah. So, for anyone who didn't get the joke in my username, uh, before I changed it, I made some tweet noticing how the phrase rear admiral is like a rear a real <laughs> title, but I keep thinking of it as like being a thing about butt sex. So that's exactly
2: um, what it is
0: so it's like i so of course because i wanted to say something about the war on christmas i said like i'm the rear admiral in the war on
2: christmas (laughs) Mm -hmm. the war on christmas is real
0: the war on christmas is real and uh well well,
2: mothman's my dick behind denny's
0: is with pagan
2: yes lots of pagan Mm. we should probably end the episode because i don't remember how long the other half was
0: uh yeah we, we can wrap things up Uh, Anyway, it was great to talk to you. Sorry Kane couldn't make it the full time. Uh, Yeah, it's okay. And uh, tune in again next time for more transients.
2: (laughs) Don't forget to water your gnomes.